This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 641 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Fleeceworks Merino Wool Saddle Pads and Accessories for you and your horse. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Dr. Wendy Ying. Dr. Ying is co-host of the Driving Radio Show here on the Horse Radio Network and a doctor of veterinary medicine who practices traditional Chinese medicine in her practice, Five Elements for Animals. She is also an active competitor in the sport of combined driving and also enjoys fox hunting. Today's tip from Wendy is about EPSM. And is it is an excerpt from episode number 42 of the Driving Radio Show. But first, let's hear from our sponsor, Fleeceworks. Fleeceworks manufactures pure Australian merino sheepskin and merino wool saddle pads and accessories. Their pads produce a vital thermal balancing layer to pull excess moisture and heat away from the horse's back, allowing muscles to work at maximum capacity without overheating. Fleeceworks Australian Merino Wool is breathable and hydrophilic, able to hold and store 35% of its own weight in liquid. A longtime staple of the medical field, Australian Merino fibers have no equal when it comes to delivering a temperature-controlled, pressure-absorbing layer. The Fleeceworks philosophy, minimum bulk, maximum performance, and they have a variety of anatomically correct pads incorporating technologies and designs that address the individual needs of every horse and rider. Ask for Fleeceworks saddle pads and accessories by name at your local tack and feed store, or visit them online at fleeceworks.com. Now, enjoy today's tip. Okay, so today we're talking about polysaccharide storage myopathy in horses. And you may have heard that uh, as an acronym of PSSM, EPSSM. Uh, sometimes, and actually, in the beginning when this first started showing up, uh, we used to think it was just drafts and quarter horses. Um, I have seen this a lot in my practice lately. And, um, you know, they they have found this more in warm bloods and things like that. I think it's prevalent in a lot more horses than we actually know. So, um, uh, basically, it's a disease where the sugar that the horse eats, um, the insulin pushes the sugar inside the muscle cells. And then inside the muscle cells, a reaction happens and horses make glycogen in the muscles. And that's what the muscle uses for food to, to, to move. But the glycogen that they store with horses that have this disease is an abnormal form of glycogen and it can't be broken down. So now it's stuck in there, stuck in the muscle, and then it builds up and it causes signs similar to tying up. So horses will be sore over their back or they may be tight in their, in their glutes or hamstrings. Um, they may also be a little bit more crabby than you remember. Like maybe they're like, um, uh, we have this thing in my family, we call it ying meltdown syndrome. And it's like, when you start to get hungry, you get like real crabby. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
because that's a genetic disorder of yings. So, uh, you know, but maybe you realize that your horse is a little bit crabbier than you expect him to be before or after exercise or expecting things to hurt him. And you can't explain it. Like if you've ruled out all other lameness problems, then uh, I think you should test for this disease. And the, the best way to test for this is a muscle biopsy. And basically your veterinarian will take a, a biopsy or a chunk of the muscle from their hamstrings and then that's looked at under a microscope with special staining and they can see the abnormal glycogen in the muscle cells. So then you know without a shadow of a doubt your horse has that disease. And um, basically to treat it, you need to take them off sugar. So a lot of people, instead of getting the actual muscle biopsy test, um, they will just change the feed. So they'll change the feed to a low um, glycemic index feed. So basically, it's kind of like Atkins for horses. So you increase the fat so they get calories from fat rather than from sugar. Okay, that makes um, sense. Yeah, so you know, you've heard a lot of people like um, they switch to feeds like... Um, like Kentucky Equine Research has a really good feed that's called Relieve that's made specifically for these kind of things, and it has a very low uh, glycemic index. So it doesn't produce a lot of insulin. It doesn't produce a huge insulin release. Whereas if you feed your horse something like a regular 10% sweet feed that's covered with molasses, you know, that is like eating like a McDonald's hamburger and some M&M's. You know, that's like all sugar. That's mm -hmm. going to go straight to your bloodstream, and then you're going to release a whole bunch of insulin. Like I said, the way we treat it is a diet, uh, and you change your grain. Most horses that do have this are actually kind of chubby anyways. So the best thing you can do is go to something like a grass balance or pellet. You know, like a something that's concentrated, that has all their vitamins and minerals they need, but that doesn't have a lot of calories, then you can add the calories with some kind of fat, like fish oil or flax oil or something like that. The things that I recommend to my clients are like the Buckeye Ultimate Finish, which is a flax. Um, it's a grain that's made with, with flax. It's like a little nugget. Um, and they also make a grow and win supplement, like a grass balancer or the relief. Uh, but also for the fat, you could add something like uh, Kentucky Equine Research has a really great fish oil, but it's deodorized. So it doesn't smell like fish because I hate fish oil, basically. And it's peppermint flavored fish oil. So that's the dietary things you can do. For Chinese medicine wise, what you can do is you can supplement your horse's diet with um, fresh food treats. And in Chinese medicine, this disease is phlegm. So it's, remember we talked about stagnation before yeah. where the chi doesn't flow. So it's stagnation of chi and blood that has been going on for so long that it's now turned to phlegm. And phlegm is anything strange. So phlegm can mean phlegm like in your throat or in your chest, but phlegm can also mean like tumor or like this. This is like tying up, that's phlegm. When the Chinese people like 
in you know 400 BC describe this as phlegm. They didn't have a muscle biopsy where you can look and say, oh wow, look at that strange thing in the muscle. So these, this is one of the episodes where I just think, oh my God, how did somebody figure that out? Um, but some of the things that you can add to the diet that transform phlegm uh, that horses will eat would be things like uh, pears or garlic. Uh, seaweed or kelp is really, really helpful. Um, and that will also help a lot with, um, you know, kelp is really great in minerals and salt. Uh, radish, daikon radish horses love to eat and are, is very good for phlegm and for stagnation. And then I think I talked about this before, but citrus peel, like if you take a fruit peeler and you peel off the, the colored skin and then you dry it, that peel, the horses actually really like to eat it, and it's very good for phlegm and stagnation. Um, there are also some herbal formulas that you could use, um, but that was uh, you'd need to talk with your Chinese medicine uh, person, and then they could help you with uh, different formulas. But some of the herbs that are very important for that are like... Um, Perilla mint, which is a little bit toxic. That's why you need to be careful about, like, where you get your herbs from and all that. But, you know, like, mint is, um, when you chew mint, it, it kind of refreshes you and, like, opens up your bronchioles. That is something that will get rid of phlegm. So uh -huh. foods like that. Okay, and one of the other things that you really need to do for all different diseases, but especially for this one, is to always provide lots of fresh white salt, uh, or you could use the Himalaya salt, which I like because I like to spoil my babies. But um, <laughs> but you need to make sure that they have enough salt and that they're eating and that they're drinking enough because you. Um, you know, with tying up, you want to make sure they always have a lot of fluids going through themselves so they can, after they tie up, the muscle is all damaged and then the toxins have to come out. That's why after really bad tying up episodes, we watch to see what color their urine is. Sometimes it's dark colored. That's the damaged muscle pigment coming out. So uh, it's really important that they keep well hydrated so that they can flush any toxins out or like any damaged muscle out of their kidneys. All right. Very good. Well, uh, you know, where can people find, you have a website too, that people can find out more information as far as I do. I do. And I'm a, horrible, I'm a horrible blogger, but I'm going to try to be better. And as always, they can email me. And um, my website is um, the number five and then the word elements, the number four, and then the word animals.com. All right, fiveelements4animals.com. Well, there you go. Thanks to Wendy and Glenn the Geek. To listen to all of Wendy's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com. Go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. If you just can't get enough of Wendy and Glenn, you could listen to them every week on the Driving Radio Show. Just go to drivingradioshow.com. And don't forget, support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's show has been brought to you by Fleeceworks. Ask for Fleeceworks 100% Australian merino wool saddle pads and accessories at your local, local tax supplier or visit them online at fleeceworks.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. 
You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 